0: slow down you move too fast you got to make the moment last just
1: well welcome to down. Dishing Up Nutrition I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling You know, we have many life-changing stories. In fact, every day we get life-changing stories. And I want to share this one. Christine said, recently I've been battling breast cancer and I wanted to make sure I was doing all that I could for my body. Not only did this program help me feel better, it also gave me more balance in my body and mind. That's kind of an interesting comment. Mm -hmm. Body and mind. My husband, who is diabetic, stabilized his glucose in just six weeks, that means his blood sugar numbers. And he feels better without the spikes in his blood sugar. Kate, my nutrition counselor, encouraged me to give up gluten and now I'm feeling so much better and I'm losing weight. What a nice result for this company, Mm -hmm. couple. Mm -hmm. Just really nice. Christine mentioned Kate had her follow a gluten-free plan. so. Kate, welcome to the show this morning. <laughs>
2: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: Kate is Kate Crosby is a nutrition counselor and educator at Nutritional Weight and Wellness in our North Oaks location. Mm-hmm. And good morning.
2: Good morning. And, you know, that's exactly what I love about doing this kind of work, helping people feel better simply by eating real
1: food. By re- yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Dar, you know that we found that so many people have much more success with weight loss. They experience fewer aches and pains when they give up the wheat and those other gluten grains like barley and rye and oats.
1: It's kind of amazing, isn't it, Kate, it's, how this happens?
2: It's shocking. I yeah. know it. Yeah.
1: Give up the bread
2: and look what happens. Yes. Many ramifications, positive <laughs> ones. But because gluten has can have such a negative impact on people's health and especially on their thyroid, we decided Let's do a whole show on the gluten connection to thyroid problems. Now, you know, the thyroid is a butterfly shaped gland near the base of your neck and it controls metabolism, which means it's going to affect your energy and your weight. And I am one of the 27 million Americans with a thyroid problem.
1: That's an amazing number Mm -hmm. of people with a thyroid problem. I think it's growing. I think Mm -hmm. it is, too.
2: And yep, I stopped eating gluten many, many years ago, and I've seen positive positive results, more energy, less depression.
1: So Kate isn't the only one on the show with a thyroid problem. Now, I don't have a thyroid problem, (laughs) so it
3: has to be someone else. You've got two experts here today. (laughs) That's right.
1: So joining us today is Jamie Carlson, Carlson, who is a registered and licensed dietitian, and it's always very busy with clients at our St. Paul office. She always has that door shut. Yes. I never get to talk to her because <laughs> it's always shut. So if you remember correctly, I, Jamie, you, I think you, we you know you have a thyroid problem. Yeah, certainly. two out of three, you've got the thyroid problem. Yes,
3: absolutely. So yes, good morning, Kate and Darn, it's great to be here. Um, just like Kate said, I also follow a gluten-free eating plan. Um, because of my own thyroid problems. I have a thyroid issue or a thyroid condition called Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. Um, Hashimoto's is an autoimmune form of a thyroid thyroid disease. So, But
1: it means that your thyroid is not working at very well at yes,
3: all. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so this is an area, as I know Kate and I are always swapping books and ideas. Yep. This is, I am always stocking up on books and mm-hmm. always trying to keep up with the latest research. Um, listening to podcasts and blogs and trying to... Absorb as much information as I can um, to try to understand all I can about this thyroid condition because it's really complicated, and we see it with countless women, mostly but mm-hmm. men as well mm-hmm. um, and so I'm always trying to figure this out not only to help myself because I continue to have some ongoing struggles right. with it at times, um, but really to help my clients mm-hmm. so and yes, there's definitely a connection between thyroid problems and eating gluten, which sounds strange, but mm-hmm. stay tuned, we're gonna dive into what that really means.
1: So you know, just for the ta- sake of discussion this morning, let's just kind of focus on low thyroid function, yeah. which is called hypothyroid, and the symptoms associated with all these low thyroid problems. You know, in fact, listeners, if you're having some of these symptoms, you may just wanna jot them down on a piece of paper this morning. Because we're going to run through. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we talked about the fact that 27 million Americans have thyroid problems. And like you said, Jamie, most of these, I think, are women, yeah. aren't they? Yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's much more like common most, in women. Yes. Mm-hmm. So well, let's kind of talk about some of these symptoms.
2: Here's one. Here's a symptom of low thyroid fatigue. One of the worst <laughs> of all, too. And boy, we get lots of complaints about that. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll complain about being tired, having low energy. I was always tired. I was mm-hmm. depressed mm-hmm. and tired. I wanted to lie down in the afternoon. I never felt fully rested. Yeah. Um, I used to run. Running was really hard mm-hmm. to get I, going. Yeah. Um, but after I did it, wow,
1: it,
3: it was great. Yeah. Felt wonderful.
1: For a little bit.
2: Yeah. For a little bit and then I wanted to lie down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> You know, and that fatigue a lot of time can come with brain fog, yes. just kind of this inability, you know, you really brain fog describes it so perfectly. You can't think Thanks. clearly. You can't form thoughts as well. Um, and I think this is probably one of the most frustrating symptoms for I know it was for myself and for a lot of my I, clients. I, I'm too. sure that's true, Jamie. So mm-hmm. not being able to focus on your work and your kids and all those things just mm-hmm. really um, can be really really hard and but, frustrating yeah of course mm-hmm. so but people also experience weight gain well i don't um, know
1: maybe that's the most frustrating yeah weight one. gain
3: yeah that's a oh. hard one too <laughs> so that that one is tough and you know a lot of times we see despite a great eating plan despite yes. exercise it's just you're like they can't lose anything you Mm-mm. cannot lose a pound and those are some red flags and, and we we know that weight gain and inability to lose weight isn't just about thyroid but it definitely is a symptom when, when right. we're thinking about a thyroid condition when you put it
1: in with all these others yes symptoms. in fact i have a client story you know i had a client a couple of days ago that had gained 20 pounds in a month wow mm-hmm. and we kind of looked at her thyroid numbers and they were way out of range mm-hmm. and i said well this kind of under you know, you're not eating that bad. Yeah. She was eating pretty healthy, yeah. actually. And she was gain- She gained 20 pounds in yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating like, for her.
3: Yeah, because like Kate said, your thyroid is part of what controls your metabolism, which yeah. metabolism, part of it's our weight. Part of it so. is. Yep.
2: Yep. So another symptom of low thyroid is, you know, waking up in the morning with a
1: headache. That was me. Mm. And that was an unusual symptoms when I was looking this up. Yeah. Very unusual. It's yes. not one you hear about a lot. No. No.
2: And headaches are rare for me anyway, but this was really odd, and it would, it would dissipate, you know, shortly. Okay, but yeah. it was just there, and it was odd. Hmm.
1: So you see why it's so important to have two people on the show <clears throat> with thyroid problems, because I wouldn't know this, yeah. no. Not not from a personal level. You no. can read it in books, but that's yeah. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you really have the problem,
3: yeah. And every individual is really different with these symptoms. So as you're going through writing some of these down. You don't have to have every single one. No, no. (laughs) Um, So we're going to kind of continue talking about some of these different symptoms. One can be depression. Um, Mm -hmm. As a nutritionist, we see countless clients who've been put on antidepressants, um, these, you know, medications to control depression when it's really a thyroid issue going on. And this was what happened to me when I was way too young and Hmm. didn't have a lot going on to be experiencing depression. (laughs) I was new into, you know, college and. Um, Was starting to experience some of these symptoms we're talking about this morning and depression was one of them. And Mm -hmm. the first, you know, first idea the doctor had was to try some antidepressants. So um, that depression. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it it didn't work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Well, fortunately, because then I really got to figure out what was going on. So that's definitely a symptom we see. And that was me as well.
2: Um, But, you know, another symptom, constipation. Oh, yes. yeah. When you've got a thyroid problem, often, especially low thyroid, um, you'll experience constipation. And then, you know, often people with a gluten sensitivity are going to have symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, which is sort of um, flitting from diarrhea to constipation and feeling cramping and bloating. Yeah. But low thyroid function often causes that constipation because, you know what, everything is moving slowly.
3: yeah everything your brain yeah (laughs) that area our thyroid is what keeps the body moving and you know so even because things are moving slower we have less blood flow Mm -hmm. so less blood flow is actually going to translate to being more sensitive to cold we've got less blood flow out to those hands and feet Yep. and so you know this is we think of women especially that it's 80 degrees out hot and humid they've still got freezing hands and feet and that's that's Mm -hmm. totally me these are the people that hate air conditioning because they're just, they're always cold. They can't warm their body yeah. up. Your thyroid is your body's thermostat. So it helps crank yeah. up the heat in your body. So that's under, that's that's why so many
1: places that are having air conditioning now Yeah,
3: and women are going against
1: the air conditioning yeah. because they're <laughs> freezing. That's, yes. because that's the women are having the thyroid issues. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah. And you know, when your thyroid isn't working well, your immune system doesn't work well either. You're the one who picks up every cold and virus, or like <laughs> me, I was the one who felt like I was always coming down with yeah, the virus. I yeah. never really got it, but I always felt like I was,
3: oh, I feel like I'm a little bit sick. Yeah. So when we come back, we need to take a break now this morning, but when we come back, we're going to continue talking about some of these symptoms of low thyroid function or hypothyroidism. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Jamie Carlson, a licensed dietitian, And I'm here with Kate Crosby, who is one of our nutrition counselors, and Darlene Cavist, of course, our licensed nutritionist. And we're going to continue discussing this connection between thyroid problems and gluten grains. So here are some services that you may not be aware that we offer at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Um, We hold actually private classes for different groups. It can be groups of women or groups of men. Um, Hmm, We haven't had a group of men. I know. Maybe we'll have one now. Yeah. couples yes do that as well so you know a lot of women will go out you know go to lunches or get nails done different activities like that Um, but you could book a private class for you and some friends Uh, we have a client that recently booked a class her name is Kathy and we held a private class for her and her friends in St. Paul last week and her comment was that everybody loved it that it was so informative and it was really really helpful And she said, thank you. It honestly couldn't have been better. And what a great way to help out yourself and help out your friends as well. So um, call 651-699-3438 if you're interested in doing one of these private classes and ask for Nancy and she can help arrange a time and a place for this.
2: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, you might be wondering, well, what other services does Nutritional Weight and Wellness offer? We offer individual consultations by phone and Skype. You can call 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment. This is how it works. We'll send you a health history form for you to fill out. Then we review your health history by phone. We talk about your health concerns. We write up an eating plan for you. We'll even include recipes and supplement recommendations. And we'll include some other educational material. And then in two to three weeks, we'll follow up with you and often continue to have a half an hour, maybe an hour follow-up, certain appointments just to help you restore your health. So today, remember, we're talking about thyroid. And if you've got questions about thyroid, why don't you give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. You know, before we went to break, we were talking about different symptoms of low thyroid. Mm-hmm. And one of them is having an immune system that's stressed. You feel you're getting sick often, or you feel like you're getting sick. Um, mm-hmm. That was a symptom that I always had. I always felt like I was getting sick.
1: Like it, you were getting a virus or something. Like kind. I mm-hmm. was
2: getting a cold or a virus, and I don't feel right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: And, and darn Kate, certainly know this was one of my <laughs> symptoms too. Oh, yeah. Too many sick days for a while, but I am certainly the one that, you know, it has been like that for a while and is is definitely getting better, but I was the one who pick up anything and I have four sweet little nieces, but every time I visit them or spend an overnight with them, I always end up with some sort of virus oh, or some yeah. sort of infection afterwards. In, so, in fact, we
1: weren't going to let you
3: go to I see them I know, those. I know. I can't stay away, so... But low thyroid function, um, in addition to, you know, kind of stressing out that immune system and making it a little bit weaker, um, it also leads to needing excess amounts of sleep oh, just bet. just to function. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my clients, um, I can put myself in this category too, <laughs> Go can go to bed at 8 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and sleep till 8, 9 the next day and still feel exhausted. And I know Dar knows that because I yes. come in all the time and I will say like, I slept for twelve hours last night, and wow. she'll just wow. she'll just laugh at me, and, oh and I can still look a little sluggish sometimes. Yeah. So, oh, it's tough.
2: You know, another symptom of low thyroid is dry, itchy skin. She says as she's itching her back. <laughs> um, dry, brittle hair yeah. that's thinning or mm-hmm. hair that's falling out. Another yeah. one. Oh, I think we that's hear what that great, a lot that
1: brings yeah. women right into our office, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, my it's hair is tough. falling out. My hair is yeah. falling out.
2: How can this be? Yes. Um, Yeah. And you see it. And sometimes women don't quite notice how Mm -hmm. dry their hair is. But I know as a nutritionist, when I'm working with a new client yesterday, I had one.
1: You were looking at that and noticing
3: yeah. it. I
2: notice ooh, dry yeah. hair. Yep. We'll yeah. We'll talk about her later. Yeah. She mm-hmm.
3: she definitely had low thyroid. Yeah. I've had a few clients who their hairdresser is the one who's been telling them to get their thyroid tested because their oh, hairdresser will say and my sister's a hairdresser and so sometimes she'll she used to like always tell me about my hair if it was thinner or thicker. Good. And I've had a few people who their their hairdresser has said, You should go get your thyroid tested, you're losing a lot of hair. So mm, very good. Um, well-informed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So clients have also talked about, you know, when they look in the mirror that their face can look swollen or, you mm-hmm. know, even just like a really puffy face. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also be losing parts of their eyebrows, like the outer third of their eyebrow, um, can be starting to thin. So, you know, this is something to take a look at and examine, see if you're losing some hair on the outside of your, uh, the outer part of your eyebrow, or if your, your face is a little bit more puffy.
1: You know, Dr. Northrup, she's the author of Wisdom of Menopause, and she's been on TV a lot lately. <laughs> just a lot, my yep. child, too. She points out that thyroid problems are very common during perimetopause. You know, that's time yeah. just leading up to menopause and those menopause years. And she said the most common symptoms are mood issues. Mm. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Depression, irritability, low energy. And again, weight gain, mental confusion or brain fog, and sleep problems. This, I thought, was kind of interesting. It's 26% of women in that, kind of that in or near Mm. perimetopause are diagnosed with hypothyroidism. That's that's like a a fourth of the women going into menopause are diagnosed with hypothyroidism. That's a lot of people. It is. Yep. Yep.
2: You know, there's so much confusion and frustration around having these thyroid problems. As we went over some of those common symptoms, you might be checking off and saying, yep, I've got that one. I've got mm-hmm. that one. But my thyroid tests show that my TSH, that's a measure of thyroid function, that my TSH level is normal.
1: I don't understand. Well, one of the other things, Kate, that I hear all the time is I'll say, well, okay, so what was the number? Oh, I don't know. My, my, doctor my doctor just said it was normal. Yeah. Right. I said, that doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah. Let's yeah. find out. We need out to know the yeah. number.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we could share client story after client story with that frustration. And I can personally relate to that. Yeah. You've got all these symptoms. The tests say everything is normal. In fact, yesterday, two of my clients came in with um, TSH levels that were a little bit high. Um, and, you know, they looked one was very pale, one was with this dry skin and dry yeah. hair that, that was uh, obvious to me, um, and the other had suddenly gained weight in three or four months.
3: Okay. All of yeah. those
2: were symptoms of low thyroid.
3: Yeah.
1: And were they in that perimenopause or menopause age, or were they younger?
2: Um, uh, one was perimenopause, the other was menopause. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. So, yep, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: And mm-hmm. this is the experience we see for a lot of people, actually. And I know for me, I, I went about five years with these kind of subclinical, they kept saying mm-hmm. subclinical low thyroid, and so mm-hmm. in that range, but nothing nothing done with that. So we really encourage you to get some additional testing done besides just that TSH we're talking about. So, yes, that one is definitely important, so that TSH level, but also ask for something called a free T4. So that's F-R-E-E, free T4 and free T3 level tested, um, and also have them test something called reverse T3. These are definitely important thyroid markers to see how well your thyroid is functioning. In addition to that, one more important one to have tested would be something called thyroid antibodies. Um, This helps us determine where the thyroid issue really is. Um, Mm -hmm. A positive test for these thyroid antibodies would be significant of having an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's and I know at the beginning of the show I explained that that's that that was what my official diagnosis was and so we do have a caller on the line do you guys oh. want to oh sure should we that's try taking fine. a call sure. mm-hmm. that, that would be great just sounds still. good good morning welcome to dishing up nutrition do you have a question for us I do Um I no longer have an active thyroid. They radioactive it
0: out. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm doomed, they say, to take these uh, level action for the rest of my life. I'm wondering what the alternative is.
1: Uh, I don't, you know, just, and jump in, Jamie. You know, as far as my understanding, you don't have an alternative Mm -hmm. because you don't have a thyroid functioning. So you have to have the medication. Yeah or you're not going to do well. Yeah. I mean, basically, your whole body will yeah. shut down on you.
3: Yeah, and so, certainly, even um, even though you don't have a thyroid, there is still a lot that you can do to support your body nutritionally because yes. we still have to be able to use those thyroid hormones once you take them. And so there's a lot that nutrition plays in your ability to actually use that medication you're on. So, I think that's a
1: great point, Jamie, yes. Like,
3: Eating enough protein, yeah, like certain getting minerals. Certainly. You need some certain S- minerals like selenium S- and zinc. You need those in your diet to help with the your ability to actually use those hormones that you're taking. And
0: how do you feel? Well, um right now I feel um pretty good, but I've um sometimes I the dosage is so high. I mean, mm. I've had people say that I mean it's two hundred and fifty. So, um it's very high
1: yeah well i'm sure that That's they're
0: te- high dosage so sometimes my hair falls out you know mm-hmm. okay um I think,
1: okay i think you're probably a person that needs to continue to go back to your doctor and make sure that you're being tested quite often because yeah, it every is
4: six months maybe mm-hmm. you know yeah. may,
1: it maybe it should yeah. maybe all if it's fluctuating that much mm-hmm. it sounds almost at times you're getting too much yeah. maybe I don't know. You know, yeah. you have to look at the test results and your symptoms.
2: Certainly. And that kind of medication that you're on is really T4, which needs to be converted to T3, which is the activated form of thyroid hormone in your mm-hmm. body. There are other medications that might be a combination of T4 and T3 or yeah. they might add another medication that is T3 for you.
3: Um Yeah, that's a good discussion to have with you, your doctor. Yeah.
0: And what would and what would that be? The T- so uh, what am on now? is a T four, yeah. mm-hmm. probably. Yes. What What would be a T three of uh, medication?
2: Cytomel, I believe, is yes. a T three. Mm-hmm. Cytomel. Um, yep. Cytomel. Mm-hmm.
1: C-Y.
3: C-Y-T-M-O-E-L. Okay. So,
1: thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. You've got you. You're going to be have to be right on it all the time. So. And the
0: selenium and zinc. Yep. What What are those? Those
1: are minerals. Very important. I mean, like
0: um, supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, dosage? Do you think would be uh,
1: well usually two hundred micrograms of selenium and usually about fifty microgram milligrams of zinc.
3: Of zinc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Sure. Sounds good. Yep. Thanks Love for yourself. calling in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <All> right,
0: <bye.
3: laughs> so you are lis- listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Uh, One of the main services we offer at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is nutrition counseling and therapy for a variety of different health conditions. We offer nutrition counseling for so many things, uh, for thyroid conditions, like we're talking about today, but also things like low energy and acne, things like arthritis, different autoimmune conditions. So that could be MS or it could be rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia, uh, depression. We see a lot of... Young women with fertility issues now, uh, menopause, PMS, fibroids, PCOS, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and of course weight loss. So this list could go on and on. We see people for so many things, and that's because nutrition is so key to our health, and real food really matters. So if you need some caring support coupled with some expert advice, uh, this is this is what we offer at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So. Go online at weightandwellness.com or call our office at 651-699-3438 and we can help answer any of these personal questions for you.
1: You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So what else do we offer at Nutritional Weight and Wellness? We offer a variety of specialized nutrition seminars. In Saturday, September 19th, we're holding the Menopause Survival Seminar at our St. Paul location. We'll teach you how to eat to have fewer hot flashes, feel better, have better moods, have great sleep, less weight gain, and clearer skin.
3: Those all sound great.
1: (laughs) So does this sound like a class that would be good for you and a friend, or you and a sister, or just yourself? So call 651-699-3438 to sign up, and you can go on our website at weightandwellness.com for more information. And if you have a question on thyroid this morning, call us this morning in the studio at 651-641-1071. And before we went on break, do we, we do have a, a question? Oh, Should we take that right away? Oh, okay, sure. Before we start definitely. in?
3: Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Mary. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question mm-hmm. for us?
0: Yes, I was wondering um, mm-hmm. if uh, weight loss can also be a factor in thyroid
1: problem.
3: Yes, it can. Do you mean like being able to lose weight or
1: too no. much?
2: Or you're losing weight unintentionally. I think yeah.
1: great, you, t- you yeah. should talk
2: about <laughs> yes. this one. Yeah. That, that probably is a symptom of hyperthyroidism. And yes, that can occur uh, if your medicine, mm-hmm. if you are on medicine, if it's, if it's off or if you are developing another autoimmune condition called Graves disease yeah. or hyperthyroidism. Yep. So is okay. that
0: happening to you, Mary? Yeah. Yes. I'm. I have lost weight in the past and in the last couple of years without trying, um, not drastically, but you know, um, from one year from one doctor appointment to another doctor appointment, I had lost seven pounds, and I am not intentionally trying to lose weight. Oh, well,
1: and again, maybe you're just eating better. Who knows? But I think going in and having a full panel of thyroid tests taken would be appropriate right mm-hmm. now. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, All right.
3: Thanks for so, and Mary. And we do no, have one more question. Should we go ahead and oh, take that one sure. too? sure. Go ahead, Anne. Sounds
1: good. All right. Who is on Who the line now?
2: Oh, it's Mary. No, that's the same one.
1: Oh. oh, oh. looks like we don't have anywhere. Maybe we'll jump in. We'll get some of those in a little bit. Okay. So let's go back to thyroid. You know, thyroid tests and thyroid medication can be, and in, in really often is confusing, isn't it? We've already Very, heard yeah. that on the radio this morning. Yep. But thyroid problems in so drastically affect your health and well-being. So you really got to find the answer to it often. Yeah. And we find that usually clients need to meet with one of the nutritionists at Weight & Wellness to work through the maze of tests and find a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, for all of our podcast listeners, remember, we do phone appointments if you're not living in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. You know, truly, we have clients Mm -hmm. in Australia, Germany, Texas, New York, Chicago, Alaska, and many, many, many other areas. So if you want to find that out and set up an appointment, call 651-699-3438. And uh, we probably can get you in and answer some of those questions yeah, for you. of
3: course. And we do. We've got Katie on the line. Okay. Um, so let's find out what Katie... Katie, good morning. Good morning, Katie. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have got, got a question for us? Um, yeah, not a question, but I actually have a
4: comment. Okay. Um, so one uh, of the really frustrating things when you have um, hypothyroidism, mine is a Hashimoto's type, and, and my daughters as well have the same type yep. is the doctors will um, say that your TSH level is normal and so they feel that your dose is at the right amount.
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: um, so the TSH is a thyroid stimulating hormone yep. that um, you know secretes when your body feels it needs more to produce more hormone. Yep. And, and you know, it might your level might be 3.5, and the doctor says, All all's good, mm-hmm. but you don't feel well, mm-hmm. and you know, it's considered normal. But your normal might be 0.5 or less than 1 or 1.5. And it's really frustrating because mine was kind of getting low. And so then they lowered my dose because (laughs) Mm -hmm. getting low, meaning they thought I have too much medication. Yes, right. Dose and then my symptoms come back and my I don't actually have a lot of the symptoms my main symptoms is my nails get extremely thin mm. and like baby newborn baby thin where you can just yep. peel them off and mm-hmm. they catch on everything and tear mm-hmm. it's painful yeah. and it's frustrating mm-hmm. because they'll say well your TSH is normal it's like but I don't you know I know I'm not at the right amount and that's really my my hair and my nails are my main symptoms so
1: I think it, Go ahead, Kate.
2: Well, I think I think many doctors are now kind of realizing that the new range of normal is probably bet- a TSH level of between 1 and 2.5, maybe. Yes, yeah. I think so. And I, I kind of agree with you that you have to figure out your own level.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: That's been my experience. And Kate, the one that you... you feel best and don't have symptoms. Yeah. Yes.
3: And Katie, you should, right. I think probably best case scenario would be to get a full thyroid panel done with what we said was that free T4 and free T3, um, just to see where your actual hormone levels are at in your bloodstream.
4: Okay. And then, then I do have a question. Do you think that, well, I mean, I really don't eat very much gluten. I probably the only gluten I get is like the hidden glutens, you know, and things that I'm not even realizing I'm getting. mm mm-hmm. Do you think that yes. for Hashimoto's, does, yes. that, does a gluten-free diet help for Hashimoto's, like you said, make the um, pills that I take more effective?
2: Very important to, to, to not stimulate your immune system with an allergen. or yeah. a, a...
3: Ah, okay. yeah. And we're going to dive into that right now, so we'll be okay. able to answer some of those questions Great. for you.
4: Okay, because <laughs> it is an autoimmune disease, so yes, that it
3: would is. make yep. sense.
4: Okay. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the call.
1: You know, I think that confusion and frustration that she's having is what we hear all the time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. sometimes just being able to talk to someone and say, this is what you need to talk to your doctor about. Yeah. You know, we get the communication going better.
3: Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're someone like Katie, who's having some of these thyroid symptoms, maybe you've been diagnosed or not. Um, what are some things that you can start doing today, right? We want we want you to be able to start making a change today. And so we would agree with Dr. Richard Jacoby, who is the author of Sugar Crush, and he was on the show last week. It was a great show. Um, he says, and, and we agree that you should stop eating sugar and a lot of processed carbohydrates because sugar and these processed carbs inflame your whole body, but they're also inflaming your thyroid gland which is this organ that's not going to work too well if it's really inflamed
1: but you know often we hear from clients they say to me <laughs> i don't eat sugar i don't eat sugary foods and then i say but do you eat pizza and they don't really realize that two pieces of pizza has about tw- 12 teaspoons of sugar mm-hmm. i mean that's always shocking for me yeah. mm-hmm. or i'll ask them do you eat corn chips or potato chips and they don't realize that chips break down into mm. glucose or sugar. Yeah. Or do you eat a bagel or English muffin for breakfast? And again, about fourteen teaspoons of sugar in a bagel. Yeah. And you have to also think, truly, French fries are high sugar foods, and that one mm-hmm. spins people's brains around. Yes. Sugar and high fructose corn syrup is hidden in about eighty percent of our man-made foods. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah.
2: So the answer. Switch to some simple eating plan, the weight and wellness plan. Have a little animal protein, like beef or chicken, turkey, eggs. That's going to support your thyroid function. Mm -hmm. Several servings of vegetables. You know, it's obviously best to have a variety of vegetables. The green beans are great right now. Yes, they are. (laughs) Such a short season. (laughs) And of course, it's really important to have a variety of beneficial fats, things like olive oil, these are my favorites, nuts, butter, coconut oil, heavy cream, olives, and then go through your pantry, throw out the foods that contain partially hydrogenated oils or the foods that contain refined oils like corn oil or soybean oil. You know, clients tell me just after a few weeks of eating this way, they feel better and we'd like you to feel that way too. Yeah.
3: You know, and in fact, I want to read a great comment from a client. Um, Her name is Nicole, and she said that I finally decided to give nutritional weight and wellness a try. (laughs) Best decision. I love the real food approach. I feel incredible after just 12 weeks. During the first week of the program, I was listening to your podcast with Dr. Davis, author of The Wheat Belly, and it inspired me to try giving up grains for the first month of the program just to see. I also gave up sugar. The result the redness and puffiness in my skin is gone. My joint pain disappeared. My allergies are much better, much more under control. I had my blood sugar levels tested and I'm no longer diabetic. That's amazing. My blood pressure is stabilized. I lost 11 and a quarter inches and dropped almost 17 pounds. Wow. And several dress sizes. Oh. And my mood, let me tell you, I have much I am much more even tempered. And that's what can happen. Yeah, great. Yeah.
1: So I think it is that time to take that another break. All
2: right. Well, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So what other services do we offer at Nutritional Weight and Wellness? We have an amazing newsletter. Comes out each month with great articles that are written by one of our nutritionists.
1: Great articles
2: great <laughs> the best thing is it's free just go to weight and com and sign up for the free newsletter nutritional weight and wellness has also sponsored dishing up nutrition for the past 10 yes. years <laughs> Corey, that's dar's son and dar's goal has always been to help educate people about the importance of real food for your health it's a simple concept with
1: powerful results exactly We're- We'll be right back. (laughs) Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I started Nutritional Weight and Wellness in 1992 with a dream. No money, but with a dream. (laughs) (laughs) And a desire to make a difference. I believe, and I know actually, that our two class series, Nutrition for Weight Loss and Weight and Wellness, make a difference in people's lives and in their health. They certainly do. You know, we have great passionate teachers that walk their talk. Yeah. They actually eat the way we tell people to do, <laughs> you know, and they provide wonderful nutrition education throughout the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So we also, also offer four online classes, and hopefully by the end of this year, we will be offering <laughs> Nutrition for Weight Loss online. That would be awesome. And it is part of my dream. Yeah. So. All right. That's great. Anyway, we were talking Fine. about thyroid.
2: Yes. And, you know, before break, we were talking about Nicole, who had attended one of our classes, and she had made some comments. And in her comments, she mentioned she stopped eating grains, especially gluten grains. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that contain wheat, barley, rye, and oats. So I often find for most clients... When they reduce the amount of sugar they eat, but also stop eating gluten grains, they have fewer thyroid symptoms.
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
2: often their thyroid tests and their numbers become more
3: normalized. Yeah. So, so everyone's probably starting to think, why? Why does gluten have any, you know, sort of a function over my thyroid? Uh, so there, uh, a known fact is that there's a component of gluten which is called gliadin. This is one of the proteins in gluten. And it actually mimics thyroid hormone in the body, which leads to your immune system attacking its own thyroid tissue. So we know that Glyden, again, this protein and gluten, is not necessarily inflammatory to everybody, but it certainly is one of the first foods to try removing if you've got a thyroid issue. That's yeah. what we
1: look at, Liz. Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And certainly an autoimmune thyroid issue. Yes, for sure. So, if a person with a gluten
2: sensitivity or even celiac disease consumes gluten regularly, their immune system is kept on constant alert. And when that immune system and, and the immune system's antibodies tag gluten for removal, they also attack the thyroid gland. Gluten and thyroid hormones look similar, so once the thyroid cyst or once your immune system t- has tagged gluten for attack, it may Inaccurately attack your thyroid. Your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that attack on the thyroid can last up to six months after each yeah. time you've eaten gluten. Yeah. So that harmless piece of bread out of that bread basket may actually cause damage to the thyroid gland for up to six months. Yeah. And I
1: think you know our caller before yes. said that she basically is on a gluten-free diet except when it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is really in for in yeah. it, that's what she needs yeah. to remember yeah. mm-hmm. that's it right. does affect
3: you yeah and again so remembering that continuing to have gluten regularly this is keeping that immune system on like Kate was saying and it keeps that immune system on constant alert which means constantly attacking that thyroid so even eating a few crackers filled with gluten or a piece of cake once or twice a year can also leave damage for up to six months so really eliminating gluten and in other inflammatory foods like we talked about with sugar is one of the first places to start. And as a nutritionist, we recommend eliminating gluten and these foods that are very highly processed, high in sugar, so that we can reduce inflammation in your thyroid, but also all over your body.
1: Mm -hmm. So, you know, last week I had a client with a lot of thyroid symptoms, but her TSH was officially in the normal range. And we kind of talked (laughs) about this, but she felt awful. Mm -hmm, She was losing her hair. She was having trouble staying awake at work. She would sit at her desk and just kind of fall asleep, Mm -hmm. you know, and she was sick all winter. She had one virus after another. You know, hardly sounds normal to me. Well, these are all symptoms of low thyroid. So when I suggested a gluten-free eating plan, she told me she had been tested for gluten and it was negative. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she really questioned my recommendation. And you know what? The other thing is her favorite food It's bread.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she's a little biased. (laughs) So, you know, we know from research that 90 percent of the blood tests out there for gluten sensitivity are not accurate. So a much more accurate test, much more invasive as well, is to have a biopsy of the intestine done. Uh, But really, who wants to go in for a biopsy? Pretty painful. Um, When you can really easily tell if you have a sensitivity to gluten by removing it for at least three months and see if you notice some symptoms decrease. And we see this, I know, all the time. And they have to do it 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They can't have that occasional piece of cake.
3: Which you might need help from a nutritionist to do because it's confusing to
1: try to find
2: where
3: gluten is these days in food. Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: You know, many of you may be saying to yourself, well, is there really a connection between eating gluten grains and thyroid issues? So we want to assure you, (laughs) really, we're not making this up. This past month, actually, recent research reported in the medical journal Digestive Diseases and Science found a significant number of patients with an autoimmune thyroid disease also have celiac disease, which is a genetic gluten intolerance.
1: You know, so there is a connection. So as nutritionists, we know that the, there is a connection between a gluten intolerance and many, many different thyroid conditions. Yeah. So we think it's just really logical to follow a gluten-free eating plan. And yeah, you're gonna have to stop eating bread and pasta and Mm -hmm. crackers and cereal and pizza, but you can eat all kinds of meat and fish and all kinds of fruit and vegetables, all kinds of healthy fats, including olive oil, coconut oil, butter, avocados, nuts. And you know what, my treat, and I know my thyroid really likes it, is in my one cup of coffee, I have a heaping teaspoon of coconut oil. You know, it tastes great and it's really Revealing. healing. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, thanks yep. for having us. And thank you, Kate. Always great. Good. Show. You, great.
3: Have a great day, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review
2: on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They
1: are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.